his mercies. Let us now hear God's word, beginning at verse 14 of Ephesians chapter 3. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we could ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ, through G- Christ Jesus, throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in a time of prayer. Father in heaven, we pray that you would open our hearts to hear your word and receive it in faith. That the love of Jesus, the love of Jesus may dwell in our hearts richly. And that the blood of the Son would cleanse us and wash us new. And that the life of the Son would help us and make us alive to live for Jesus. In his name we pray, amen. Congregation of Christ, Ephesians is one of Paul's prison letters, or what is called the prison epistle. And Paul is writing here, boys and girls, in a prison cell. Having suffered for the sake of the gospel, having suffered for the sake of his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, he finds himself in prison. But his suffering doesn't result in self-pity. Rather, it results in glory and praise to God. Because Paul understood his calling. He was called to be an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ, set apart by God, called to be a servant of Christ, sent out to the Gentiles. And he was also called, Jesus says that my servant Saul, who will be Paul, will learn to suffer for my namesake. Paul understood his calling. He was called to declare the mysteries of Christ. And he explains what the mysteries of Christ is. If you look in your Bible, chapter 3, verse 6, this mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Paul proclaimed Christ crucified and risen to the nations in his missionary journeys. And he says at verse 13, we need context before we go to the theme. So I ask you not to lose heart over what I am suffering for you, which is your glory. He does not want, boys and girls, the Ephesian Christians to lose heart. 
to be discouraged, to lose faith. Because what is happening to Paul is happening for the sake of the gospel in Jesus Christ, which is for the benefit of the Christians. And this is why he says, for this reason, for this reason, I kneel before my Father. I kneel. I bend the knee before my King. I bend the knee before my Father in heaven who hears my prayer from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named that according to the riches of His glory He may grant to you to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. According to the riches of His glory, God, Paul prays that God would shower the riches of His glory upon believers. What does that mean? It means that God Himself gives His very being, His very nature to His children, His people, Christians. For example, He gives without limit because God is limitless. He gives power because God is omnipotent. He is powerful. God bestows mercy upon those who are down and out, broken hearted, sick with sin. He pours out mercy because He is merciful. He has a storehouse, a treasure house full of grace. So from God's very nature, Paul prays, bestow upon these people, O Father, strength with power from the Spirit or through the Spirit in the inner person, the inner being that is the heart. May the Christian be so filled with the Spirit, thereby being strengthened with power in their heart. Same language in 2 Corinthians 4. The outer body wastes away, but the inner man is being renewed day by day. What is going on there? The strength with power of the Spirit at work. He prays for a couple things. First, he prays that the Father may grant the believers this strength. That they may be strengthened. Notice the passive. They can't strengthen themselves. They must be strengthened by the Holy Spirit. In the inner man. So that Christ may dwell in their hearts through faith. That's the first request he makes to his Father. You notice that in verse 16. That according to the riches of His glory, He may grant you to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. This prayer at first read, this first request, seems to suggest that Paul prays for the conversion of faith in Christ, but that's not the case. They're already Christians. And so what is he doing? Paul prays that they would grow more and more in strength, with power. They pray that God will, or Christ will dwell more and more in their hearts through faith. That the Word of Christ will dwell in them richly. The peace of Christ will dwell in them richly. 
the love of Christ would dwell in them richly, strengthened with power, and that Christ Himself would dwell more and more in their hearts, which comes only through faith. Paul's praying for their sanctification, that they know Christ, that they know the power that comes from God. And then he has a second request. Cadets, your theme verse is rooted and grounded. And this comes from his second request. Look with me in your Bible. Verse 17. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. It is in the second request that he says that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to fully be able to perceive, apprehend with all the saints, the church, what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. He prayed that the believers who are being rooted and grounded in love know the greatness of God's love in Jesus Christ and the love of Christ himself and that his love fills us with the fullness of God. And that's what we want to look into this morning. Being rooted and grounded. Notice the passive. Being rooted and grounded in love. Here we have two metaphors that Paul is using. Let's look at the first metaphor in our first point. Deeply rooted in Christ's love. Deeply rooted in Christ's love. This is the first of the two metaphors. And it speaks to the Christian's heart being like roots of a tree. And Jesus spoke of the roots of man's heart in the gospel, does he not? He spoke to the roots of man's heart when he speaks of the, parable, of the parable of the sower. When the sower goes out to sow seeds and he sows it on various kinds of soil, even on hard ground, even in rocky soil. And the, the, the seed that takes root, that goes deep into the soil, produces much fruit. Depending on the soil of a person's heart, the seed will grow roots or the lack thereof. And Paul says that you being rooted in love, in the original love comes first. It literally says in love being rooted. In love being rooted. And when, in the Greek language, whenever they wanted to emphasize a word or a concept or a theme, they would put it in the beginning of the sentence. And so he's emphasizing love, in love, being rooted. Whose love? Is it God's love, Christ's love? Well, at the end of the day, the love of the triune God dwells in us. There are passages that speak of God's love being poured out into our hearts. In fact, earlier in chapter 1, in love, God predestined us. However, verse 19 helps determine that Christ's love has taken root in being rooted in our inner 
person, our hearts. Christ's love and the power of the Spirit already working in the inner man or the heart of the Christian. We are being rooted. If you have faith in Jesus Christ, the root is already there and you are being even more rooted. It's already taking place and it's continuing. The roots are going deeper. The tree is becoming stronger. And you bear much fruit because of the grace of God, because of the riches of His grace. Christ's love and the Spirit causes the roots of our heart to go deeper and stronger. Christ's love enters our hearts and takes the withering, rotting, dry roots of our heart, prunes them and gives them life and vitality and depth so that we may be able to more fully perceive with all the saints the immeasurable greatness of Christ's love for us. We can never plumb the depths of His love for us, friends. And as I was thinking about this, and praying about this, and writing this sermon, and reflecting upon the love of Christ, I couldn't help but think this Sunday after Sunday, we come to church and we hear sermons. Day by day, we read our Bibles. We pray, Lord willing. Hopefully, are we? We're learning of the love of Christ. Let me ask you something Does the love of Christ ever get old? You ever wonder that? You ever wonder why the gospel? that has been preached for centuries is still as fresh as it was preached in the days of Paul and the apostles? I want you to reflect upon that. Why? Why? Why ought it never get old? Why is it so precious and become more precious as we grow in the strength with power, and as we grow, as Christ dwells in us more richly. Why? Because we can't plumb the depths of His love for us. We're always digging out of the well of His love. Always. Always. We never arrive in this life Is Jesus more precious to you today than He was yesterday? Lord, give me more and more of Jesus. Teach me more and more what it means that He sacrificially gave His life as a ransom for my sin. Teach me more and more what it means that He was raised on the third day and His resurrection. Because of His resurrection, I have been raised to new life. And to know the love of Christ means that I have the life, death, resurrection of Christ in me.
The roots, roots are going deep. We carry with us in faith the life of Jesus and His love. And because we carry with us His life, we are being rooted in Him. Rooted in that love. And nothing, nothing can separate you from that love. Neither life nor death. Boys, Jesus laid down his life because he loves you. Because he loves you. We are praying that Christ increasingly becomes our all in all. And our faith in him and our love for Jesus grows more deeply. He becomes more precious to us. And his word and spirit changes us. His love changes us. And we'll get to this later when we talk about the fullness of God. His love changes us so that we learn to put to death sin in our lives and live for Jesus. Walk in obedience to Christ. Not to earn our salvation or to impress him. God, look at me, I'm so great. I did it, Lord. No, I desire to please him because of what he did for me. And with gratitude in my heart, I want to give my all for him. How precious is Jesus to your heart this morning? Is his love being rooted deeply within the soil of your heart? I have a plant that I was given five years ago when I came here. And sadly, every so often, I neglect to water it. And, um, but the leaves are still green. They're falling over the edge. I know the roots are still alive. But that's how we feel about life. The roots are alive, we're in Christ, we believe, and Christ never leaves us nor forsakes us, but we feel like these withering leaves. What does it need? It needs water. It needs life-giving water. Being deeply rooted in Christ's love means we are being watered by Christ himself and his word. We neglect his word, we neglect prayer, we neglect Christ himself, you will see your leaves start to fall over the pot. Deeply rooted in Christ's love is the first metaphor that Paul gives, but then he says, he prays that you being rooted and grounded in love the second, more, 
metaphor is one of a foundation of a building, grounded, established, a foundation. And so Paul speaks of the Christians being firmly grounded in Christ's love. Jesus speaks to this as well. He provides parables speaking to the foundation of man's heart and worldview. What do you build your house upon, says Jesus? On sand or the rock? If you build your house on the rock, if you build it upon Christ and His Word and truth, you build it upon solid ground. You build a strong foundation. Paul is praying. And he knows that the Christians there are being rooted and grounded. That Christ, by His grace and Spirit, is causing the foundation of our hearts to be more firm. More and more firm. Think of a foundation being laid for a building. But in the Christian life, we're building upon that foundation. Layer after layer after layer of concrete. Layer of concrete with rebar. Keep building that foundation, being strengthened with power by His grace so that the foundation of your heart is strong. So that when the winds and the waves and the storms of life hit, you are immovable and impenetrable because of the grace and strength of God who is building that foundation. Christ's love protects the feeble and weak sinner with his strength and grace. Paul is confident that these Christians, Christians in every generation, are being rooted and now grounded, firmly grounded in what? In Christ's love. A continuous building upon the foundation. I don't need to tell us that our faith faces challenges. And at times we become disappointed and discouraged by our lack of faith that we have. Sometimes we feel strong in faith. Other times we feel like we have the faith of a mustard seed. We're not as strong in faith as we think we are. Again, note what he's saying here. In love, you're being grounded. You're being grounded. The Spirit in Christ works in our hearts so that we are being grounded and we are not, by His grace, going to lose heart if He is at work in us. Now look what he says here, verse 17, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend, that is, may fully be able to perceive with all the saints, with every Christian, with the church, what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. What are we to make of these dimensions? The breath, notice what, what, 
what is missing here? The breadth and length and height and depth of what? There should be something there, but there isn't. It goes on to say then, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. Of God's wisdom. In fact, earlier we hear of the manifold wisdom of God. Of God's power. Of Christ's love. Christ's love is, seems to be the best option because of the context. We can, we can talk about the depth and breadth and length and height of Christ's love and to know Christ's love surpasses knowledge. So his love is great and his love surpasses knowledge. It's incomprehensible. Christ's love is vast beyond all measure, and Christ, to know Christ's love surpasses knowledge. That is, it is beyond the finite mind. It is beyond the ability of man to fully comprehend the magnitude of Christ's love. Think about how this comes forth in the, the hymn, O deep the Father's love, of, O, O the deep, deep love of Jesus. Vast, unmeasured, boundless, free, rolling as a mighty ocean in its fullness over me. Underneath me, all around me, is the current of thy love, leading onward, leading homeward to thy glorious rest above. This deep, deep love of Jesus is grounding us in faith so that our faith may be strengthened Christ's love surpasses our ability to know it fully and yet we can perceive it and know it more and more that you and I may be filled with all the not fullness of God the fullness of God the riches of his grace brings you and me to a spiritual maturity God fills us with the love of Christ by the Spirit so that we walk in obedience and love for Christ. The same language comes forth in Paul's letter to the Colossians where he writes in chapter 2, For I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not seen me face to face, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up and established in what? In faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving rooted and built up in Him and established in faith that we may walk in His ways. One way to know if you're being rooted, one way to know if you're being grounded in Christ's love 
is this. And the Apostle John brings this out fully. He who has been born of God loves God and loves his brother. If you and I cannot love our neighbor, you and I cannot love our neighbor, we need to do a self-examination. Whatever is deeply rooted in our hearts determines the course of our lives. Whatever the foundation of our hearts is built upon determines the strength of our faith. And so we pray, like Paul, that we would tap into the storehouse, the treasure house of the riches of God's grace and ask the Lord to cause us to be deeply rooted in Christ's love more and more, to be firmly established, firmly grounded in Christ's love so that our soul is immovable and impenetrable in the storms and sufferings of life by His grace and strength and that we love our neighbor as He has called us. Amen. Ephesians 3, verses 16 and 17 have been the theme of the cadet group. At this time, I invite you to take out the Cadet Sunday Litany. This year's cadet theme is rooted and grounded based on Ephesians 3, 17, 18. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. The cadets are committed to being rooted and grounded in their faith in God. In the following litany, we will look at our foundation in Christ and extent the extent of His love for us. Cadets. Blessed is the one whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in its season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. We need to allow the love of Christ. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. For as high as the heavens, 
As our theme verse was Paul's prayer for the Ephesians, may it also be our prayer for the cadets. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we thank you that by your grace and mercy, you have made alive dead sinners and have given them new life in Christ. We thank you, O Lord, that you have caused the soil of our hearts and the foundation of our hearts to be deeply rooted and firmly grounded in Christ's love. We thank you, O Lord, that you continue your work in the lives of your people. And we pray, O Lord, that you would strengthen us with power through the Spirit in our inner self, in our hearts. And that Christ's love would more and more be found deeply in our hearts deeply rooted in our souls. We pray for these young boys that they, O oh Lord, would know the love of the Father and the sacrifice of the Savior and the leading and guidance of the Holy Spirit, the one true God. That you, O oh Lord, would Strengthen them by grace that as they face many trials in various stages of life, as they struggle in faith, as they question or as they think through your word and as they contemplate life and how to live before your face, oh Lord, may your spirit grant them wisdom and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus. That their hearts would receive Christ's word gladly. And that their lives would reflect your work in them. As they live for Jesus. And Father, that's the prayer of all of us. That we would be a people not swayed or driven away by every wind of doctrine. But that we would be driven to the word of God and its truth. And that we would stand firm in the faith and not lose heart. Because Jesus has overcome. In whose name